You are now listening to the Life in Football podcast. Check out the new website, lifeinfootball.com. Once again, the website is lifeinfootball.com. Thanks for listening. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football. We are life in football. Welcome to the Life in Football podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike Fee. And this your co-host, Colin Moore. You know, we loving life and enjoying football. We got a very special episode today. We're going to go over a few topics. We don't have a guest, but we have some very important topics. We would like to share our thoughts and our interests. If you guys have any input or any comments you would like to make on all of our platforms, there are ways that you can put in the, uh, something in the comment section for them all. YouTube, Spotify, um, Anchor, even on our website, because this will go up on the website as well. So we just want y'all to sit back, man, and check it out and listen to the topics that we got today. And we would love to hear y'all interest and y'all feedback on some of these topics. Now, today, first off, we got to say rest in peace on our first topic to Mr. Bobby Bowder. Now, Coach Bowden's real name is actually Robert Bowden, and he was born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama. He was the head coach at Florida State from 1976 to 2009. He's married to Miss Ann, and they have a lot of kids and a lot of grandkids. Coach Bowden, this was something he was famous for even during the playing days. They was always talking about his kids and his grandkids, and he had kids who was coaches, too, from Terry Bow, Tommy Bow, Jeff Bow. Then he had um, Ginger and Raybon. And these are people that's going through a lot right now because Coach Bowden, he wasn't just a pillar in our hearts and minds, but he was their father. He was their husband. And this is great because Coach Bowden was a man of God. It's real important. I always remember that being notated and stuff he said after games, before games. He you he would be on the team. I mean, on the TV praying with the team. You would see him with the chaplain after Peter Walker, whoever would score. And a lot of times you would see him in the chaplain talking, or sometimes he, him praying with the players, even during practice. So he he was a great example of a man of God and a stand-up guy. Coach Bobby Bowen, y'all, he wasn't just, you know, a big rah-rah guy. He was also known for a coach to say stuff like, that gummy, got dog, and stuff like that. That's how my granddaddy used to talk, Wolf Brown. He used to talk exactly like that. And I got a lot of respect for a man who know how to hold their words and communicate in a positive way because you don't really hear that a lot of times you know with coaches 
you'll hear a lot of other language, but to be to have that restraint and to hold yourself to a certain standard and speak a certain way in front of your players, that speaks levels. And I just got to speak on that as well because it may seem small, something like that, with him not using profanity because Coach Bowden didn't use profanity. But that is major because a char your character shows you the true person. And what I mean by that is you can just watch somebody and you can listen to them and then you can see the things they do. You can hear how the people talk about them and that goes a long way, fellas. Not just when you're playing football, but when you graduate and you're trying to get a job, you're trying to be a great representation for your family and for your kids. Your kids watching everything you do. So you can sit around here and say, I'm going to do this and that. Your kids know when you really ain't, you know, showing their mama love and not just by you saying it, by what you're doing. Are you bringing flowers to the house? Because these things that Coach Byron I know for a fact that was going on. I had two teammates play for him, and they talked, you know, they had a lot of respect for him, you know, during their days when they played for him. So that's my little insight on it. I'm going to go ahead and let Simo jump in. So I want to talk about Coach Bobby Byron. Like, he had Florida State rocking and rolling. So every time you see them signals, Coach Bobby Bound, and you enjoyed that. You know he was going to win. Like Mike said, you know he was going to talk about God. He was going to treat the players well. So you will want to be a part of that. And he seemed like he always had such amazing players, and they always seemed like they always loved him. And then it came to the point as I was getting older and getting ready to go to high school, my first year of high school in ninth grade, he signed my cousin which is Greg Max Moore, to Florida State. And I remember when Florida State signed him, um, my cousin Max's roommate was Talman Gardner. So them was the only two wide receivers that Coach Bobby Byron had signed in 98. And, you know, just to hear about how Coach was and how great he was, it was like he set the bar for how really all the coaches act now with – when they how coaches carry themselves and how they go about the love on the players, the the how the spiritual side when you're talking about God and you're not scared, like he pretty much cleared the way for you on that, at least in my eyes, because I'm here in the state of Florida, so that's all we're gonna have we're gonna see about is you know the Florida schools because we right here up under it. So the first time I actually ever met Coach Bobby Brown was. It was at my high school. Now, I wish he was coming there to recruit me, but I guess I went Florida State material or I didn't apply myself enough to be Florida State material. So he was coming there to recruit Alex Boston. And he actually signed Alex Boston to uh, Florida State. And when Coach came through, it kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, Coach, what's up? He's like, hey, how you doing? And. I couldn't remember all of it, but it, I was just so starstruck, like, dog, this is Coach Bobby Bow. Like, this man just be winning, and he right here in our school. Like, he was right there at Bartow High School on our campus. So I'm pretty sure he came there um, the year before when I was like an eighth grader as well. But 
just to have that going on, man, is amazing. And then for him to have his sons and, you know, how they say a, a son can fall in the father's footsteps. You had that with some of his sons coaching. And then most recently is Coach Terry Bowen. Coach Terry Bowen right now at Louisiana Monroe, which is UNLM. So he's at Louisiana Monroe coaching. And you ought to check out his coaching staff. I'm talking about you got Rich Rodriguez on there, if I said his name right. But Coach Rich was that man, offensive coordinator, and he going to ball. I guarantee you they going to ball. And then just to have Coach Terry Bowen leading that program, Coach Bobby Bowen had went over there when they introduced him as the coach, when they introduced Terry Bowen as the coach. And he was there. He was like, man, y'all got to check out. I don't, don't quote me wrong on it, but y'all got – my son got a good thing going here, man. You you know, he going to have great facilities, um, pretty great staff. Got the, You know, he got players, and he in a great state to win. Man, y'all, hey, he could do something with it. So he was going to most likely go probably catch the first game. So – that's a lot going. Like, he was in his 90s and still in his right mindset. That's a blessing in itself because my grandmother, when she was 78, um, she was in her right mind in and out. And that kind of hurt because some of the ways she was acting towards the end, we knew that wouldn't really hurt. But to hear Bobby Bowen, Coach Bobby Bowen, just sitting there talking so good about – Coach Terry Bowen, his son, about you and um, Louisiana Monroe. Like, you really can't beat that. So, I hope to have and see nothing but the best for Coach Terry Bowen. Now, he's taking over a team that went 0-10, I believe. 0-10, but he got playmakers. He got Coach Rich son at quarterback. He got playmakers at wide receiver, playmakers at running back, playmakers on offense and defense. So, I want y'all players to look into Louisiana, Louisiana, I'm saying it on Monroe, and check out the school and watch what Coach Terry Bowen do. Now, you got to think, if he raised his family like that, his son saw that. So they're implementing stuff they learned from him and everything that they learned along the way from other coaches as well and going to implement that into that program. So look for that team maybe and very possibly being the biggest turnaround program in college football this coming year, just because they went on 10. So he knocked out a couple wins. Y'all already looking at something special. So definitely check Coach Terry Bowen now. Hey, his father is Coach Bobby Bowen. You can't get no better than that. Shout out to Coach Terry Bowen. Shout out to Coach Tommy Bowen as well. That was his other son, he was the head coach at Clemson. Now, a lot of people always say Dabo was the kind of turning point for Clemson, but truth be told, Tommy Bowen was that initial phase of that because Tommy Bowen was the first Clemson coach that really came down and got a lot of Florida guys. And Coach Tommy Bowen and Coach Bobby Bowen, his son, they had a battle what they used to call the Bowden Bowl every year. When Clemson played, they were Clemson and Florida State played. It, they made it a big thing, 
And this was back in back in the day now, a while ago, where they would call it the Bowen Bowl Clemson in Florida State when it and it was always a close game at times. I know one time, you know, it got kind of out of hand. But, you know, Tommy Bowen, he was the one initiated a lot of that movement. And he was the one who told Clemson, hey, I believe, um, you know, since I ain't the man for the job, Dabo will be the man. I guarantee you he won't let y'all down. He was the one who made that call. That's a true fact, right? The Tommy Bowen, he was the one who pushed Dabo to get that Clemson job. And the, and the coach in the school went with it, too. Man, lastly, on the Coach Bowen thing, Coach Bowen won two national championships, 12 ACC championships, and he was one of the best coaches in college football history. He was the first one of the first coaches in Florida State history to start an African-American quarterback by the name of Charlie Ward. And he actually won a Heisman Trophy. Um, who the other quarterback um, won the Heisman Trophy for him? Chris Winkie. Chris Winkie won a Heisman Trophy for him, too. And truth be told, Peter Ward should have won a Heisman Trophy. But that's a whole nother story, a whole nother time. And now, fellas, we got to get down to it. This uh, this this a topic that's real important and it's real deal because the season getting ready to kick off. Now we know you in camp, we know you trying. Don't get discouraged if you don't come out there that first game of the year and start. Cause guess what? It's a lot of a lot of meat left on the bone, and it's a lot of games left to play. You ain't just gotta worry about no football. You got your grades as well, so you gotta stay on top of everything. This is the time of the season. Well, you can't just be sitting back playing PlayStation, going on social media, and thinking you handling business, but you really pleasure, you know, doing it for yourself and, you know, just trying to hang out when you should be focusing on your school, talking to your family, and making sure you dedicate to your sport because you don't want to look back at these times. When you're in camp and you're sitting on the sideline playing around just because it's hot, just because you're not starting and miss that opportunity when coach turn around to you on that bench and say, hey, come on, man, we need you. And all of a sudden, it's just the second quarter of the game, the man out for the rest of the game, and now you out there getting blowed off the ball, getting blowed off your route, dropping passes, or you might be the quarterback and don't and don't know the all. Uh, you might know the calls. But guess what? You don't know the audibles, and that's real important. So, players, make sure when you out here today, baby, we with you. Stay focused, man. Get on your grind. Get right. And not only just for you, just think about all the people in your family who want to see you play. And they might not even just want to see you start. They just want to see you play. So when you running down there on kickoff, you running to the fullest of your ability. Or you just on punt team. Get that man off you. Get down there and get that ball. Or you might be the second strain running back. Instead of sitting out and thinking about transfer, go in there and do your thing, man. Make your off make the most of that opportunity. If you can get two or three runs a game, get it. Because everybody ain't going to want to come see you playing at Central Florida, the Gators, Clemson, Florida State, FAMU, Bethune-Cookman, West Florida, wherever you playing at, and saying, 
he on the, he up and keep waving that off. But your few opportunities that you get, you ain't even trying to make the most of it because you sad because you ain't in the game. Fellas, make the most of that opportunity. Now, players, y'all heard my he right on the money. Take advantage. If you on that football team, listen here. If you on any football team, high school, college, JUCO, the NFL, whatever it is, you got a chance to play, period. I don't care how far you buried on that depth chart, you got a chance to play. If you go up there, you go out there and suit up, you got an opportunity. It's just going to depend on how much work will you put in. Yes, the person that star may be first-round talent, so you know how hard you got to work to get there. You want to go to the league anyways, and if you don't, you still want to play. You on the squad, why not play? So if the happen to be the first team player is a first-round talent, you know you got to be able to not only work at his level, but you got to work past his level. You got to do 10 times, 30 times more than him. It may sound hard, but, hey, that's life. You got to come out there and get with it, period. So if he always at the front of the line going 100, you got to go work your way up to where the coaches can respect you with being at the front of the line as in because you do everything in the classroom. You come, you get them a 3.5 or better. You be on time for everything. You in the weight room going all out. You get into a film study and you locked in. You asking coach, uh, what about this and what about that? And you're learning. And if you don't know how to watch film, you asking them to teach you how to really watch it. And again, like Mike said, don't let Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, the gals at school, the smoking, the drinking mess you up, man. All, a lot of that stuff, time wasters. You can get on there on the social media and just slip through and waste 10, 20, 30, 40 minutes to an hour, two, three hours wasting time when you could have been locked and loaded on studying the playbook. Like Mike said, you where you would know the audibles, knowing the everything that you need to know for your position and other positions so you can be calling this stuff out. You can sit right up on the coach. If you ain't playing, sit right up on them. You ain't got no time to be talking on the sideline to your homeboy. Talking about, dang, what you call the guy burned? Oh, dog, you seen him miss that block? No, you should be right up on the coach learning everything you should could possibly learn. So if you get the opportunity to get in the game, you ain't never got to come out. Because you just went in there and ripped it up. And then, like I said, if you got all the other stuff going for you, hey, coach, he's smart. Hey, coach. He's amazing in weight room. Hey, coach, he goes 120, 130 at practice. Hey, coach, he on every special teams, making all his blocks, making all, trying to make every tackle possible. Listen, it's not hard to get on the field. It's how dedicated will you be in not only football, but in every area of your life at that school. And then on another thing, you really only there for a short span. You there for about three to five years. Three to five years so you can leave. You're coming in as a boy. You're going to leave as a young man. And you should leave with that degree. And you should leave with knowing you gave everything you had, period, all the way out. And 
That's how you'll make a great fall camp. That's how you'll make any day at camp good. And if you lock in and stay focused all the way through, man, ain't nothing but good stuff going to happen to you. You can't lose when everything. And, fellas, another note why I was saying you never know when your opportunity is going to come because I dealt with that. My freshman year, Ellsworth College, Iowa Falls, Iowa, my second game, going into the second game, i never forget it was a Sunday. We had our defensive coordinator, Coach David Mann, him and our head coach, John Sala, came to me and they said, hey, Mike, we want to we speak with you about something. So, Coach say, Mike, listen, we're going to give you an opportunity to start this game, our upcoming game against Iowa Central. Now, I actually didn't know much about the game, that that particular game, but I understood it was a high-stakes game that was the rival of Ellsworth College at that time. So I'm looking like, sir? He's like, yeah, man, one of the guys messed up last night at a party. I don't know if the guy got arrested or what. I don't know. So I got my opportunity, fellas, when I say I took off like a rocket that next game in our Central, I took off. And the coaches, I never forget when I came back to the sideline one time, the running back, I knew I was I was I was looking at this play so hard doing film session, I knew I was gonna be able to take the ball out of this running back hand because he ran so loose with it. And I knew exactly when I was gonna grab it and take it from him. Guess what, fella? That happened. The running back, they had like a little kind of off dive type play. Cause they was a running team, man. They were pretty much running the wing T. So they gave it to the running back, and he did the same little move where he tried to juke and try to um get that strong on. Well, he just tried to do that pretty much. It's our Adrian Peterson here, where they just you know stiff arm you and smash it to the ground. So I was able to knock his hand out of the way, grab the ball, push him down on the ground and ran for about 17 yards. When I came back to the sideline, the coach is looking at me like a madman. They don't know. I already had that in the plan. I already knew he was going to have that. I mean, that was going to happen. But see, fellas, that come with determination and film studying. And guess what else happened that game? I was hitting so hard. True story. It's a referee came up to me during the game, during the Iowa Central game. He said, son, Why'd you hit so hard like this, man? He said, you meeting the running back in the hole before he even get a chance to get the ball. And my coaches came to me that game, all of even some of the offensive coordinators. I mean, because we had two of them at that time. They came to me, they said, Mike, man, you, hey, you just want yourself to start in position for the rest of the year. Ain't no way that guy, you know, he, you know, he got years on you. But uh, he can't. He ain't no, I don't care what he do. He'll never win that bet, fellas. Look how look at that impact I made. A freshman year, junior college, I came in the game destroyed so bad to the coaches. Like, hey, this man here is an NFL player in the making. Now, players, I want to tell y'all this. This for everybody right here on our recent podcast. We had Coach Bowman, 
Dominique Bowman, the DB coach for Marshall University. And man, when I told, when I tell you, he dropped some wisdom, knowledge, man, on the table for everybody. It really lets you know that, man, don't go into the situation looking at it as in you want that overnight success. I think that's that's what kill a lot of dreams, want that overnight success. And when it don't happen in a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, a year, you give up. And really, in reality is, you shouldn't even think about quitting. If you start something, look at it long term. Look at it saying, okay, let me see where I'm at in three years. Let me see where I'm at in five years. Let me see where I'm at in seven and ten years. That that lets you know where you really at because you're going to be learning and you're going to be growing. So back to Coach, because this is what I took from him, and that's what I took from him too, but this is what I took. Coach said, he worked five years at a high at the high school level, and I believe he worked two jobs for five years, high school level. A coach came in and said, hey, coach, you know they got a position. You ever thought about college? He's like, nah, coach, I ain't really thought about that. I just love ball. So basically, find what you love doing, and the money going to find you. Don't go chase the money. Don't go chase the overnight success. If you do what you got to do, doing what you love, everything else going to pan out. So the coach told him, yeah, he, he said, nah, coach, I ain't really, I never thought about college. I just, you know, I love what I do, though. So the coach said, go check it out. Coach Bowman drove over there to, I believe, Arkansas Monticello. I believe that's what he said. And if not, it was Arkansas Tech, but I believe Arkansas Monticello drove over there, and that's a D2 school, and locked in there. Now, that's a D2 school. So he worked five years, two jobs for the, on the high school level. Five years. He did his time, did his time. Now he at University of Marshall. Man, just imagine if some of us just lock in and don't give up. Lock in and don't look at the now, but yes, do well now, but be planning for the future. Always praying and asking God to bless your situation and bless where you're going. Bless you to meet the correct people. Bless you to meet the people that can help you get here and help you get there. And bless you to be a person that you can help people get here and get there, but never looking for the quick microwave success. And look how God blessing him. That's the same way he can bless any one of us if we take our eyes off on that microwave success and put it in that oven. Matter of fact, before you even put it in the oven, take it out the freezer. Let it thaw a little bit. Let it sit there. Let it, let it get like it need to get before you can put it in the oven. Then have one of them oven days where you got to let it sit for a while, just letting it get right, get right. So don't be in such a rush to have that success, y'all. Sometimes it's going to take years. Now, one thing about it, once you do get the success rolling, it's just like stacking a lot of good days on top of a lot of good days. That thing turned into a small, from a small snowball to a big, gigantic snowball where success just looked like it's hitting you from every angle. 
and it can be like that, but you can't give up. So that's all I got for y'all boys, man. Don't give up. Hey, that's another great episode of the Life and Football Podcast. Y'all make sure y'all check us out on all the other episodes we got. We got some great information, man. We just wanted to share our, our voices this time. And we got probably some episodes later on in the year where we're going to talk to y'all. And this some, you know, Simo talked about doing, myself, I wanted to do. And, um... Not and not just football stuff by me and him. By I'm, I'm coming to his wedding, he came to mine, and I was around his family, he around mine to show y'all that true meaning of the life in football aspect. And that's something I always really wanted to talk about and, and share with y'all as well. But I'm gonna leave y'all how I always leave y'all keep your head up and not down, or else you'll fall to the ground. This is the Life in Football podcast. Catch you next time. Try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football.